This is Inside Berkeley. I'm Andrea DiCocco. Today on Inside Berkeley, we sit down with Boston Conservatory at Berkeley's new dean of music, Michael Shin. Michael joined the conservatory in August 2017 and brings with him years of experience as a professional pianist, entrepreneur, and arts administrator. Thanks for joining us today, Michael. Uh, Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Who is Michael Shin? Sure. It's a pleasure to be here, Andrea. Thank you for having me. Um, I am a a pianist, a classical pianist, classically trained pianist. I am a professor, um, and I'm an arts administrator, currently the dean of music here at Boston Conservatory at Berkeley. Also something of an arts entrepreneur. Uh, I have a, a duo piano team with my wife, Jessica, and we started a music festival called Piano Sonoma about seven years ago. Um, and that's led to me uh, thinking broadly about what it is to be a musician in today's world, which has then, of course, led me to, to, uh, to come to this institution because it's such a forward-thinking one. What inspired you to start your festival? You know, we we had a group of students, that uh, adult students, that we were working with for, for quite some time in New York and uh, we realized that the experience that we had working with these students what really informed uh, our approach to our own art. Um, and we wanted to pass along that opportunity to younger musicians. And so we started Piano Sonoma and very quickly uh, launched our Artist-in-Residence program, which is a program that brings uh, sort of superstar artists out to collaborate and teach, uh, collaborate with and teach these, these musicians. So in a nutshell, Jessica and I wanted to sort of pass on the experiences that we had uh, to these younger musicians to help them in their careers. So how has this work changed your own perspective on what today's musician needs to be successful? One of our superstars at the festival is is Peter Dugan, a pianist who um, is a jazz pianist and a rock pianist and a classical pianist. And we always are so impressed with him because he'll he'll jam out to, you know, uh, Michael Jackson beat it or, or whatever it is at the end of a classical concert and, and the crowd goes crazy um, and it's fun and you can see how his experience with classical music informs his non-classical work, his experience with jazz informs his classical work uh, and, and I, I sort of, I've come to the realization over a number of years that that, that in my mind that's sort of the the ideal for the musician of the, of the future. One who is is adept, or at the very least, is willing to try out different musical styles, and then in sort of the ideal, somebody who uh, is equally conversant in a number of different musical styles. So, Michael, can you talk about your own experience with the conservatory education and how that influenced you as an artist, and how you see this environment here at Boston Conservatory at Berkeley as being maybe different or unique? Sure. You know, I, I actually grew up in a uh, liberal arts environment. My parents are piano professors, and they were at a small liberal arts college in Alabama. So I, I got accustomed to, to that approach to, to music education. But then um, I very quickly went to, to New York and uh, went to a conservatory for two degrees uh, and then did my, my doctoral work uh, at a university. Um, so I've had quite a, a, a different uh, array of educational experiences um, and for a long time, I was teaching at another conservatory as well. You know, conservatories in general, they provide the opportunity to focus, to do a, a, a very serious deep dive into one's art. And I think what we, the situation that we have here now at Boston Conservatory at Berkeley, thanks to the merger, um, is an opportunity to expand beyond just the 
traditional, I don't want to say ivory tower, but the more siloed approach to music making in a classical sense, uh, to see how that can be influenced by all of the many different styles that are at Berkeley. Uh, coupled with all of the other institutes and elements that, that Berkeley has, such as the Institute for Creative Entrepreneurship, the Global Jazz Institute, you name it. How do you see that helping a conservatory student? Well, you know, we were talking earlier about just the concept of entrepreneurship a little bit. Um, and and entrepreneurship is a big thing for, for the college, Berkeley College. And it is has been and becoming more a big thing at the conservatory as well. Um, and, I, and I think that the it can influence the conservatory in a positive way. And I have a, a couple of concrete examples. There's a course that, that we're just starting now this year that Nancy Zeltzman, one of our percussion faculty members, who actually is a percussion faculty member at Berkeley College of Music and Boston Conservatory, even before they merged. But it's a course. She has a, a festival that she's been running for a number of years called the Zeltzman Marimba Festival. And we're going to host it at the conservatory in May or June. And she said that her students were interested in being a part of it, having a little bit more of a say in how it's produced. And so she thought for a little bit and said, you know, what a great opportunity to bring entrepreneurship into the classroom at the conservatory. And so she came, one of the first meetings I had as dean of music was uh, Nancy coming to, to me and saying, you know, I have this idea for this this class. I don't know if I really want to do it, but it's 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 maybe it's a good idea. And I said, Nancy, that's brilliant. We have to do that. Um, and in fact, we extended it such that it's not just that one class, but it's going to be an umbrella class for a number of other classes down the road. But what it is effectively is Nancy teaching her students how to produce and run a music festival, which is entrepreneurship at its best in the conservatory environment. Have conservatory students had opportunities similar to that in the past, or is this totally new for our musicians? No, there there are a number of other opportunities that students have had in the past. I just see now that we're at the, on this, this precipice of opportunity for, um, for much more, um, and really uh, creating a program whereby students are required uh, to go through certain elements of entrepreneurship in their, their curriculum. Uh, so, you know, we, we want to put out musicians of the future. We want to put out people who students who are musicians, I should say, who are uh, well-versed in multiple styles of music, but still excellent in their primary uh, course of study uh, at the top of their game, which they are. Uh, I can assure you of that. I was so impressed, by the way, I went to the um, uh, the opening concert of the conservatory series, the Hemingway Strings concert last Friday, and it, it blew me away. Absolutely outstanding. And, and Lin Chang, the uh, director, it was interdisciplinary. He brought in dancers to come in and uh, who choreographed the final uh, piece, which was a surprise to the audience and just incredible. But yes, to summarize, there there have been a lot of uh, entrepreneurial uh, initiatives at the conservatory, but I think now it's just endless opportunity that we're faced with, which is just a wonderful place to be. From a creative standpoint, what happens when musicians collaborate either with non-musicians, like dancers or actors, or even with musicians who are maybe not like-minded and don't share the same exact skill sets? You know, one of the opportunities that the conservatory has and has had um, is that the ensembles in the music division collaborate with not just vocalists and other musicians, but also with actors and and dancers as well. We have this opportunity to perform, and we do, and we have for many years, uh, and we'll continue to do so. So I think it's an important 
experience for students to have when they're at a conservatory to, you know, play in the orchestra, to be the pit band uh, for musical theater, to uh, play for ballet, to play for opera. These are valuable experiences for students as they get out into the real world where they're going to have to juggle these different opportunities for employment. So you're coming to the conservatory with quite a robust background in entrepreneurship, in academics. Can you talk a little bit about some of your previous work, the online courses, and how you hope that will translate to the conservatory? I'm a big believer in uh, in developing online courses, which is one of the things that attracted me to this institution, because, of course, Berkeley has the most robust uh, online music education program in the entire world. Um, I have developed one course that I uh, was very, very uh, interested in. It was a, a piano course from my previous institution, and uh, I, th- I thought it was it was rather successful. It was it was a lot of fun to go through this process, and you know, from a an educator's perspective, it made me rethink what I was doing from the ground up. And quite frankly, it was a learning experience for me beyond what I was even expecting. It it expanded my horizons for what one can do in the educational space. And so I, I think there's an endless opportunity for us uh, to develop online courses. And, you know, uh, there's a number of different directions one can go with that. These could be credit courses. These could be non-credit courses. Um, how does this impact what happens in the conservatory space itself? Uh, can students perhaps, you know, Berkeley has a model where they students can study at home for a semester, thereby saving quite a bit of money in rent here in expensive Boston. Um, And then they can come to the conservatory or come to the college to continue their studies. So I I think there's a a major opportunity uh, there as we partner and and merge and collaborate with with Berkeley uh, in the online space. And how do you see yourself working with your own staff to develop these courses? Well, I think the, the, the most important thing is to is to inspire them to do so. And I think there's already a lot of uh, excitement in the faculty um, about this. You know, from the conversations I've had, I've been here for just over a month now, and uh, the conversations I've had with everybody, everyone is completely on board with entrepreneurship, with, with trying out different musical styles, with thinking about what the, the future trajectory is for a, a music student. Um, and this is one of the areas that I think everyone's excited about, is especially, and that is online online courses. So I think probably the first step would be to simply find out who is most interested in doing this now. Berkeley has a wonderful way of approaching this. Debbie Cavalier's done amazing work uh, in that sphere. So uh, it's really just connecting the dots from our wonderful faculty at the conservatory with, uh, with Berkeley Online. And once we get that rolling, it's, it's going to be incredible. What initiatives are happening this coming year that we should be excited about? There are a lot. We have over 700 performances um, just at the conservatory every year. Um, And there are quite a few that I'm really, really excited about. Um, For one, we have uh, Tracy Silverman, who's an electric violinist, coming to perform a, a concerto written for him by John Adams. So we're excited about that. We also have uh, a residency by Frederica von Stade, who is coming to work with our students uh, in helping prepare them for a performance of Dead Man Walking, the opera by Jake Heggie, uh, which we're all really excited about. Uh, Flicka, as her nickname goes, is going to be uh, coaching our students, uh, leading a few master classes, and just meeting and, and inspiring our students uh, as they prepare for that performance. Just in a few weeks, we have Gil Shaham coming to join our, our faculty for a performance of the Brahms Quintet, among other uh, pieces, uh, in our opening concert of the Chamber Music Series. That's excellent. I think we'll have to mark some dates on my calendar for sure. 
So, Michael, what do you think that today's musician needs to be successful in today's music industry? Great question. I think that musicians need to have a broad perspective, not just on music, but on the world. Um, They need to be socially engaged. They need to um, know what's happening in the world. And they they need to think about using their art to, to do good in the world. They also need to be uh, at least willing uh, to try out different styles of, of music. You know, if you're a classical musician and you try out what it is to play jazz, I can almost guarantee you that you're you're going to have an amazing experience and learn something that's really going to influence your your own classical uh, repertoire. And there's a, there's an example I can give of that. There's a recent graduate of the Berkeley Global Jazz Institute, um, Chase Morin who uh, Berkeley president uh, Roger Brown just introduced me to, and I I can't wait to get to talk to him. But Chase is a a classical pianist, but went then to the Berkeley Global Jazz Institute to study with Danilo Perez and others. And he then started an ensemble that combines purely classical musicians with purely jazz musicians. And he basically taught them in individual lessons, a series of individual lessons, each of them, what the other... (laughs) I'm putting this in quotations, sides, uh, does. And they all came together, and you can see in uh, video interviews uh, how powerful the experience was for each one of those musicians. And then you see them perform, and it's just incredible. So I, I think that's another aspect of it that's, that's really quite important. We need to be open to, to trying out other art forms um, as well. And how much of that do you think is up to the student to do on their own? And how much is that the responsibility of the institution? You know, I think that that our conservatory now with this merger with Berkeley College of Music, I, I think it attracts the, those students uh, in, in droves anyway. I think that students will naturally do this. They have for years, because of the physical location of the conservatory and the college, they're right next to each other. Uh, they have for years uh, experimented anyway. So in, in a way, what we're doing with this this newly merged environment is just following the lead of the students. So I don't think there's that much that we have to do, uh, except to provide the opportunities for the students to then uh, take flight. Michael, what do you hope to achieve at the conservatory during your tenure as dean of music? Quite a few things. I would love to and will launch an online course platform. I want to continue to encourage the entrepreneurial thought that's already in the conservatory um, and bring that to the forefront of what students think about as they traverse through their education at the conservatory. I want to create artist citizens in our students. I want them to be uh, citizens of the world, people who are socially aware, uh, people who are understanding of what the political environment, and I want them to be thinking about how they can impact uh, the world through their art. I want to continue to uh, encourage the excellence that's already at the conservatory, both in the classroom and uh, in the on the stage. Um, you know, I've already seen so much of that, and I'm I'm exhilarated by it. And I, I think we only need to to continue that. Um, and I want to work with my colleagues to think about what the future of music education could look like. Let's rethink it from the ground up. And if we're doing the right thing, we'll keep doing it. And if there are things that we can bring into the fold that can uh, enhance the educational environment, let's do it. And uh, just because I know you're coming from New York, uh, what do you see as the biggest difference between Boston and New York? 
Boston's a big college town, and I love it. It's I, you know, I didn't really know it very well. Somebody accused me of being such a New Yorker because I had only been here a couple of times in my life before um, starting my travels up for this uh, the interview series here. But um, I've totally fallen in love with Boston. It's a city that has great access to to beauty, both in terms of art uh, and in terms of nature. Um, it's a vibrant art scene, and it's a place that uh, any young musician would want to come and cut their teeth in the conservatory. This episode was recorded by Tony Brown in partnership with The Burn and edited by Darcy Davis. I'm Andrea DiCoco for Inside Berkeley.